ना कोई किसे का बापुर भाई ना कोई मित्र प्यारा ना कोई किसे का चाचा ताऊ ना कोई और सहारा दुनिया है दो दिन का मेल कोई आ रहा कोई जा रहा कोई योगी कोई भोगी बन के अपना कर्म निभा रहा I guess a little bit nervous to be on the show. Yeah, I'm nervous to be on the camera, not on the mic. On the camera. That's on right because you were saying that you were totally fine with the mic but not the camera. Yes, yes. Why? Because back in school, I used to host assemblies. Uh, I used to do comedy. Really? Yeah. Stand up? <laughs> yes. Really? Before yes. construction? Yeah, no before construction. It was like a gig, you know. I was a kid, I was in school. I used to make fun of my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to get up on the stage, school stage, right? In front of the whole assembly. And I used to do this. But there's people on camera phones or cameras? I uh, know. No? Back in India, they don't allow phone in schools. I love. That's even that. better. Yeah, that is. They're just doing that law now in some schools. Yeah. Here. And uh, I think that is the best. I agree. Yeah, I you know, that's how you learn. Like, I'm not on my phone the whole time. Uh, the first phone that I bought for myself was when I was 16. Yeah, I well, never had a phone before. I'll beat you. I was probably in my twenties the first time I yeah, had a cell phone. Yeah, it's a different age group, right? That's yes, why, of course. Right? <laughs> Krishner, thank you so much for being on the show. So the business again is called it's uh, Mahaka. Yes, Mahaka. Ma- Mahaka, and it's uh, builders, and uh, that's the actual name of the business. And it's www.mahakabuilders.ca. It's M A H A K A A L builders.ca. You can reach out at info at mahakabuilders.ca, and on Instagram, it's mahaka.builders. Yes. All right. So let me do a few little shout outs. I got to just uh, wrap out. Carlos, I'm wearing his T Caveman Landscapes. Uh, totally cool guy, down to earth, does great work. Um, his episode is kind of funny because he you talk about phones. He had a funny story in that episode where he talked about he had a brand new iPhone and then he yeah. went to the bathroom on a job site and the phone went somewhere that it shouldn't have gone. <laughs> and then he ended up not retrieving the phone because he Which? wasn't going to go in there and try to get the phone. So he lost a brand new iPhone. It was actually a good show. He shared a lot of inside, inside uh, information about landscaping and hardscaping and stuff like that. So thank you for the tea. I appreciate it. I also want to do another shout out to Tony Vieira and the Uh, the crew there at JD Contracting Services Inc. Uh, enough respect for Tony and his crew, his family, and all the hard work that they provide for the friends and the family, for all his clients, making sure that the work is done properly and on time. You can reach out to them on IG at GD underscore contracting. His number is 905-564-7772. And his mobile is 416-617-1004. His email is info at gdcontracting.ca. And his website is www.gdcontracting.ca. contracting.ca and of course you can listen to their story right here on this show on show number 247 where Tony and Dave share a lot of insight about the business so keep up the great work guys really appreciate it um i want to share another story a little story before we get going talking yep. about you alonzo the clueless framer uh he actually shared me a little post um someone rear ended uh the rivian the Riv- you know the other electric yeah, car Hummer. so 
it was a slight rear end. Slight. Like, it was a slight rear end. It didn't look like... Bumper dumper. Basically bumper. And I, and I used to have, and, and I was mentioning this to, to Alonzo, I used to have an old uh, 87, 90 Nissan King Cab truck. For whatever reason, one year, I got rear-ended like three times. It became a routine. I would get rear-ended, the bumper would be bent, yeah. and I would only have to replace the bumper, bumper because the bumper did the job that it was supposed to do. So every by the third time, I was just telling the person that I got rear-ended by, I was like, listen, it's $350. You want to go through insurance or we want to just take care of it right here? They rip off the bumper. They put a new bumper on. That's it. It's that's done. It. He sends me this story where this EV gets rear-ended. Nobody's really talked about EVs being in accidents and what happens. So they look at the damage and it's not much. They're like thinking, okay, this is nothing. So then they started going through the insurance. The person who hit the person who was driving the EV thought, okay, maybe this is $1,600, maybe $2,000 at the most. Yeah. The truck went into service to a proper uh, dealership. They assessed everything. Came back with a bill of $42,000. Holy shit. $42,000. So I don't believe it. The other person's insurance capped out at fifty grand. So basically, the cost to repair the vehicle and the cost of the rental that the person was driving for not driving the EV at the time yep. totaled $50,000. So we never really talk about like EVs getting into accidents. And then since there's battery packs all along the belly of the vehicle and you're getting rear ended and all these sensors and bumpers now and all this other stuff that's going on in vehicles and how tech savvy they are, you get rear ended. It's not like my old days of the Nissan where you get rear ended, pop off four bolts and you get a new bumper and it's done. Today, it's like a world of costs. You know, they are complicated, man. There's so many wirings and stuff. All I kinds don't of like stuff. EVs. I don't like EVs. Uh, I'm not a fan of them for a variety of reasons, but that's just one more reason now showing up that for me not to like them because uh, it, could you imagine getting that bill? And, and now, from my understanding, there, there's a little bit of a dispute going on between the insurance companies re, re, because there of this. There is going to be. There is going and to I'm be. sure but they probably all thought, oh, this is going to be about maybe two or 3000 maybe 5000 at the most or whatever. $42,000. That's a lot of money. Krishna, so how long you been in the business? Five years. I came to Canada back in 2019 as a student. As a student, studying? Yeah. Uh, I was studying computer at the time. Okay. But I didn't like it. That was just a way to get in this country, right? Okay. I came here, I looked around, I see, and then I went into human psychology. That is one thing that I like, right? Yeah. I went in there, then all this COVID bullshit, all these things happening. So I thought, yeah, let's just drop this thing. And then at the same time, I was working with the handyman, local handyman. I was helping him out after hours, you know, for some cash to pay yeah, my tuitions and stuff. Yeah. So I liked construction. I took construction, but the bad thing that happened is COVID, right? Yes. So it was all online. I was starting on my laptop and that I don't like. I'm not a tech guy. I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone all the time. I get it. But not on, you know, I don't study on laptops. I need paper books. So what I did is I found a construction company who were paying cash okay. to work with them because I cannot work more than 20 hours if okay. I want paper. Yeah, of course. They hired me. I work seven days a week with them. Every single day I was there. From 2019, 2021, 20, I didn't take a day off. I did not. I did not get sick. Stay, stay close to the mic. Um, so, uh, and I got no problem with that. Like it's totally because you're working, you're hardworking, and, and a hardworking person in the industry is a lot more valuable than a person who has legitimate everything and doesn't yep. show up and doesn't work hard. Yeah. Right. We have all of the nicknames that are attached to everybody that's that yes. does these certain things, right? Yes. So you didn't take a day off while you were still hustling, but how much construction did you know? 
I started uh, first I started with the handyman, right? That's it. I worked fixing with little him. things here and yeah. there. Yeah, I worked with him for 2-3 months. I learned how to be on machines. I learned how to drive tools, you know, small but things. But I mean, Krishna, honestly, man, like I've seen your work. Yeah. Like it's solid work. You know, because I started last year, so I'm just getting, you know, these rental things, all these things, and now I have few secretive projects that are coming up. Yeah. But uh, the word's getting out. Yeah, the word's getting out. And all my business is word of mouth. I I paid few bucks for Instagram ads for sure. Yeah. But I never got any business from Instagram. And uh, nothing else. Nothing Can like I ask that. how much money you spent on the ads on Instagram? And uh, yeah, 20 bucks. That's it. So <laughs> there's nothing. It, you, you just experimented. Yes, but experimented. But yes. you never got a lead. Uh, one person called me, but, uh, you know, the price, uh, the budget they had was unrealistic. They wanted uh washroom done, three-piece washroom done in eight grants. Holy shit. Brand new. Brand new, yeah. Eight grand. Yeah, it, it was like the guy on Instagram who gives, you can build a basement in 40 grants. Uh I don't even know where they get these numbers from. <laughs> I, I, I blame TV, but like yeah, I blame I, YouTube. It's just like they convince people that it can be done for this much. Yes. I don't know any self-respecting contractors. Like DIYers, that can. DIYers yeah. say you can do this much. But then let them do it. Yes, of course. I totally forgot. I gotta let everybody know you brought me some goodies. You brought some treats here for us, which are amazing Indian desserts. Or what? What are the two that you brought? The desserts. What are they called? Uh, these are kaju katlis and gulab jamuns. <laughs> and what exactly it's made from milk and milk yes okay and the other milk. one it looks like a little pastry it looks like a little um yeah it's it's made out of um, some kind of flour and milk and all those things nice i can't wait to try that and obviously you brought me some booze yes <laughs> we welcome booze on in the show here do we drink sure we got a liquor license we'll drink it doesn't matter <laughs> it's all good thank you so much i appreciate that sorry i interrupted you so how did you get from just coming to the country just getting your name out there. Yeah. Listen, I'm hungry. I want to work. You have work. Please let me work. Let me work. Me work. Yeah. And then five years later, you're running your own jobs and you've got like clients calling you and you're doing amazing work. Yeah. How did you make that shift from hungry just to work for somebody else's business to hungry to build your own business? It's a long story and I'm ready to tell you. Then tell me, please. Yeah. So after two months, the guy didn't pay me a single buck for those two months. That's what happened. I got shafted, right? Oh, that's yeah. okay. But but the lucky thing, a friend of mine in school, right? He was working with the exterior company, right? Uh, a siding company. Yes. Based in Fort Terry. Okay. It was 20 minutes drive from my place, but I was ready to do it. So I called them up. I, I told them, hey, I can work whatever you give. I don't afraid of height. You want me to get working at height? I'll get working at heights, right? So they called me up. Yeah, come on in. And they asked me, can you handle SR? I said, yes, I can do it. So first day at the job, they told me to cut some sofas. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I finished up the whole house in one day with the sofas. They just told me how to cut it, how to measure it. That's and you it. you did it. I did it. And the super at the site, he was amazed. <laughs> he was amazed. They hired me for, you know, they, they told me, we'll give you 20 hours of work on your on, on check and the rest on cash, right? Yeah. And the next day, they told me, we'll raise you to 17 bucks. Because right? they saw the potential. They saw the potential. I told them I can work in winters. I don't mind. I worked in winters. So for six months, I worked with that siding company. I learned everything. Vinyl sidings, yeah. of course, right? Yeah. 
So that's a huge industry here in Canada. It's a huge yes, industry in the US as well, right? It is, but I don't like winters. I was just working for the money at the time. It's harsh. Because I had to pay my tuitions. Of course. Here in Canada, the one thing I don't like about the education system is being an outsider, I have to pay four times what a person from Canada pays. Really? So, yeah, I was paying 12 grants every four months. For an international student status? Yes, yes. Wow. And you know. That's a lot. Yeah, and a Canadian born child, same class, same course was paying 2,500, three grants every four months. Wow. So I was hungry for work and for money because I had to pay all these things. I get it, my, my old man always used to say, I'll pay for your tuitions, don't worry about it. But when I came here, I saw everyone working. It's not like that back in India. So back in India, only one or two person in a family work. And what do the rest of the family do? It's a joint family, joint family yeah. type of environment, right? Yeah. So in my family, only my dad works. Are you the only one that immigrated here? Yeah, in my family, yes. Okay, so tell me about that, man. Like, how do you? How old are you, man? You're young. I am 23. You're 23, and you got yeah, an established. I'm turning 24 next next month, August in August. And you have an established business yeah. coming into this. I've always said this: that immigrants coming to this country are hungrier than the locals that yes. have been raised in this country. Yes. When it comes to construction, that's all I'm going to speak about. It's just yeah. that's why we have the stigma about people getting into the trades. And that's why these guys probably saw you and bumped you up on raise and, and sent, gave you all the work. And you learned right away when you were told one way how to do it the first yeah. way. And then you learned and you did it. So you're hungry coming in. Meanwhile, you're just basically stepping over the people that have all the opportunity right now, right here. Yes. They, uh, the siding company I was working they laid off two of their, uh, you know, the guy who worked with the bander. Yeah. They, they laid them off because I was faster than both of them combined. And so you picked up the bending no problem as well? Yes, I love bending. Really? Yeah. So, you know, I, I was I was doing soffit. I was done with soffits. So the guy who was doing fascia, uh, he was he was stuck on a bird box, right? So I, I don't know how to do them, but I just take a look. I made a sketch in a paper. I was like, let me try it. And my super was there. His name is Kelly. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy, right? So. What was the company for that you were working for? You want to uh, share? Four Season Sightings. Okay. All right. Right. They are out of business now. They had a dispute or something. Like uh, I don't know if I can say this here. That never happens in construction. That never happens. It happens, right? <laughs> so, Kelly was there. Kelly was like, if you can do this, I will make sure to talk Mike out, boss, that he will give you raise for five bucks an hour. I was like, I'll do it in five minutes. I don't know how that happened, but I did that. I was amazed myself. Is this luck, Krishna, that just kind of follows you, that you, you show initiative and all of a sudden opportunity is attached to the initiative? Yeah, I can say that. And, you know, as a child, I always love building things up. I loved working with my hands. My family owned some farmland back in India. I used to work with my... My dad was in the army, right? So my mother and I, we used to go to our fields and do the work. Yeah. And they don't have heavy machines, things like that there, right? You the used to work with You're hands. the machine. Yes. Yeah, we are the machines. Yes. So that's how it goes. And then uh, they sent me to boarding school. I was there with boys, I was, you know, um, 15, 16 of age. Just having fun. Uh, yeah, just, just yeah. having fun, doing things like that. That's how I grew up. So, you know, I, I thought, let me give it a try. What's the worst going to happen? I, I won't do it. But I did it. Then, but in all fairness, let me just say that bending is a skill. 
Yes, it is. Not everybody can pull it off, but and not everybody can wrap their head around it on how to do it. Like yes. I'm one of those people that can't wrap their head around it, and I'm in awe of when I see people do it properly. I love bending. It's beautiful when it's yeah, done it properly, is. right? You know, when I was up on the skyjacks doing uh, sofits, I used to see them. How are they doing it? And I knew they bend this much for the fascia board. I know how they do it. So I was like, let me give it a try. Yeah. The first bird box wa- that I make was a shit hole, but it was, uh, you know, if you install it, you won't see those crisp, uh, c- cut edges, yeah, yeah. right? I was not good with snips. Because I'm a lefty, right? And okay. the, all those snips are right-handed. I oh, know, but they make snips for, for lefties Yeah, now. but they, 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 they didn't have a left-hand oh, at snip, the right? Okay, at the right. time. So, and, you know, they gave me raise. I was working with them for, for, for a longer time. And then um, my school, they, they bumped up five days a week class. So I had to quit the job. Oh. I had to. Because you're already paying the tuition. Yes. <sighs> and if... I leave that part, then I had to, you know, they won't give me a work status or all those things after school. So, so I had to go to school. You had to go to school. Yeah, and I paid the tuition, so. But then what about the income? You needed the income, too. I did. Yes, I did. So what I did is, when I left this work, I found another guy who was doing interior renovations, basements. Okay. Mostly. I told him, I'll work for you. I'll come after hours. If you want me to stay until 12 in the night, I'll stay. Just give me work. Just give me four, five, six hours a day, right? You told them that you were studying, right? Yeah, I told them. Okay. And the guy, he was from India too, so they kind of kind get me what happens, right? So he told me, yeah, just come on in. Let's see what you can do. And first day first, they asked me to do grout. I told them, just tell me how to do it. <laughs> just tell me how to do it. <laughs> They told me. Just see it once. Just yeah, just show see me once. once. Just show me what once. What if it's a guy that's doing it wrong and showing you once? Yeah. Could happen. Could happen. <laughs> Could happen. Right? But with me, I always check the backgrounds of the things. So let's say I learned how to do grout today. I'll go home. I'll research about it. I'll, I'll watch YouTube. I'll, watch, uh, I'll, I'll read on Reddit. Whatever I can get my hands on. Right? Wow. Okay. So uh, they told me how to do grout. Funny story. They didn't tell me you have to, you know, clean it uh, in certain time. A right? certain time. I did the grout. You're not left the first it. and you won't be the last. Yeah. <laughs> and I started cleaning up the job site because I was free. I didn't know what to do after this and nobody was at the job site. They left me alone. Yeah. The guy had three, four jobs running, so they left me alone there. And I didn't know what to do. I cleaned up the whole job site. And then he called, did you do? I was like, yes. Did you clean up? Uh, no one told me to clean up. I went there. Grout was dry. So <sighs> I took a bleed. I was scratching the grout. It takes me, it takes, he told me, I'm not paying you shit if you don't clean up the mess, right? So you're scraping all the dry grout. I own up to it. That's the only thing I can do. So that's how it started. Then the COVID thing happened finally. Yeah. Right? And then they told us, you can work whatever number of hours you want, and your schools will be online. And at that time, I was in construction course. I was like, so I'm working in construction, worked, right? Yeah. So I was like, I cannot study on the laptop, on the computer, all those things. I'll go personally to a job site. I'll learn there. So that's how it happens. I had a girlfriend at the time. She used to do all my assignments, school assignments, <laughs> all those things. And I was working. I was working seven days a week. They called me uh, seven in the morning. I'll be there. Call me five in the morning. I will be there. Never in my life... I had someone waiting. Never. 
It I'll, didn't matter what was needed to be done that day. You just you I'll ask. I'll be there. I'll you be want there. me to stay 16 hours? I'll stay. What is it that I got to do? And then you just do it. Just show me it and I'll do yeah, it. Yeah. And funny thing. So when COVID happened and when I started my new job, first day at the job and they were doing trams. Okay. Yeah, they were, they were, you know, interior innovation guy. They yeah. used to do all these things by themselves. Yeah. And they were a good guy, very nice guy. My ex-employees. I don't want to say the name and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, they were doing trims. So they told me, at the time, I knew how to read a tape measure. By that time, I knew it. Right? But before that, when I was doing soffits, I used to measure, and then I used to remember what mark it is. Because no one ever asked me, what, what size is this? Yeah. So I only knew quarter, half inch, three quarters. I only knew that. And you, then... You never got then, further. Then I, uh, what I used to do is, this mark is... After three quarter, I have to go three more marks. <laughs> That's what I used to do. <laughs> and when I got with those guys, they were nice guys, right? So they told me, do you know how to... First day on the job, they asked me, do you know how to read a tape measure? Read a tape measure. I said, yeah, I do. So they told me, okay, just go measure that piece. I came back. I said, 16 and three quarter and then three marks. <laughs> That's what happened. But you know what? That's correct. Yeah, that's still a measurement that you're expressing. Yeah, because I was I, I was exact. I was not you know yes. doing like okay. So I was not going one eighth off or quarter inch off or one sixteenth off. So uh, I was I was exact at the I mark. I know, but the translation would have been if it was sixteen and three quarters plus three marks, you're basically saying seventeen minus yeah. is what you're saying, right? That's all yeah. it is. You're doing one one sixteenth minus from the final number, which is seventeen. Yes. yes. But listen, don't. I hope you didn't beat yourself up that much because there's lots of homegrown people here that when they get started, they don't know how to read a tape measure. Yes. But back in India, they, they read it uh, a different way, right? So I knew that way, the way we read it in Hindi. I didn't know the English translation of it. How is it read there? So uh, 16 so and three quarters. So everyone it they called in Hindi, it's a term called sutra. 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 Yeah. And so that's what? What's that income? One eighth. One eighth is a sutra. Yes. So, uh, you know, one eighth is one sutra, three eighths is three sutra, five eighths is five sutra, and then uh, same thing, plus minus. Minus five eighths sutra, plus five eighths sutra. That's how they read. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. So if someone says, uh, you know, whatever number, and then minus five eighths sutra is nine sixteen. Yes. Yeah, so that's how I, I know. So whenever I'm taking a measurement, I used to, uh, you know, take it in Hindi and then write it down, minus one sutra, this and that. But then they told me, if you don't learn how to read a measuring tape, we won't hire you. Yeah. Uh, give me because the other trades are going to speak to you in, in the yes. measuring tape language, yes. right? That's yes. why. So they were all Hindi and Punjabi speaking. Yes. Uh, I knew their language, so I was like, give me by end of the day. I'm very good at maths. I'll learn it. And you picked it up? Yes, because, you know, I was very good at maths. If I wasn't be here in Canada uh, doing construction, I'll be a professor of maths. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Why is India using imperial? Why are they not using, uh, well, no, I guess because of British, right? Yes. That's why. Yes. Okay, so it's still stuck there. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, they don't teach, uh, you know, these uh, short things. Uh, they don't teach these things uh, back in school. They are focused on, um, you know, old school methods. They they don't teach how to build things in school back in India. Trades are seen as, you know, they don't give much respect to trades. 
trades don't make a lot of money back in India, so they are not respected as much. What are the high-paying jobs back home? Like what is what highest-paying jobs are ITs, doctors, just all IT, all doctors, computers. ITs. Really? Yes, and uh, real estate. But you guys have an infrastructure. You have to build a bunch of things, yeah, so but you need a bunch of trades. You know how much how much you uh, how much uh, carpenter makes in a day back in India? How much? Ten Canadian bucks. How much does an IT person make? Uh, back in India, if you are a good guy, you will at least make two hundred bucks per day. That's the discrepancy. That's yes, the sir. difference. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And there's one more thing that Britishers thought back in India was uh, reservations by castes. So they had caste system started by Britishers back in India. Yes. When they were there. When they and were pulling their shit. I know. Yes. And yeah. it's still there. Uh, I hate that. I know. But what happened is they gave things to reserve candidates. Don't They don't give to deserve ones. Really? Yes. That's how, that how it goes. And it's still going that way. Yeah, it is. Like There are very people that are opposing this thing. But, you know, it's a very big country. They have like 125 Million people. Yeah. yeah, it's it's highest populated country in the world. Yeah, so you cannot do anything. So the establishment is is just set in their ways that this is. Yeah, the way British. So nobody's going to change it. Nobody can they're, change they're it. Trying, they're trying. They're they're making some changes. But you know what? Like Chris, ask like tell me, what was your first thought about Canadian construction? When I first came here, yeah, like what was your first thought? Like what did you think of it? I guess comparing they're just, they're just building basic things. You th- so we're building basic things here. Yes. Okay. Like the construction that's in Europe or in Asia. I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. Th- that's in Europe or Asia. Are uh, they are building shit there? Yes. Okay. So when my old man was building the house I grew up in, we had a, w- a stone worker who carved every single stone at the site in his bathroom sleepers without the safety glasses. With the angle grinder, every single one of them was symmetrical. You don't have, you know... By skill. Yes, by that's, skill. That's all it was. By, by skill, skill. By skill. So I loved that. But when I came here, I was like, this is some easy shit. That was my first thought. Okay. And now, as I'm growing, as I'm doing new things, as I'm... Like, I like challenges. Yes. I always do. So now when I'm doing new things, then I'm, it is something. I'm not saying it's basic. It's good. No, but your work is progressing. Yes. Getting I'm better and better because you're challenging yourself. Yes. And then have you gotten to the point where you start scratching your head and all of a sudden someone shows it to you and then you don't figure it out right away? It takes you a little yes. bit longer? It happens. Yeah, it happens, right? I reach out. The okay. One thing that I do is I'm not ashamed of asking questions. I reach out to everyone. I reach out to you. you reach I reach out, out to, to other, yeah. other people's. Like, I love landscaping. I love exterior work, right? So... Last year, I took on a landscaping job for artificial turf. I've never done it. I don't know how to do it. So I reached out a few people. I met them. I had lunch with them. I told them, tell me how to do it. I want to do it. I'm not taking up your business, but I want to learn how to do it. And were they willing to teach you? Yes, few people. Okay, because some people wouldn't. Yes. Right? And then the place, uh, my supplier, from where I got the turf, he told me a few tricks. And then I did the job. It's been a year now. That's very nice. It it's good. intact. Yeah. Intact. And it looks very good. I love artificial turf. I love the idea of not having to mow the lawn or... Yeah, so that's in. what happened. My very first job was a rental property for an investor. Okay. When I, you know, when I quit my job one day. And next day, I 
I got this job. The very next day, I was very lucky when I started my business, I can say. Because, uh, you know, uh, I was working with my ex-employers for, for, for a year or more. And then suddenly one day I woke up and I had this feeling for a while that I'm not growing anymore. Here, they had few job sites running and I was juggling in all those sites. So what was that right? feeling like? Like, what is it that, I mean, we're talking about five years, right? So yeah. you're, you're growing or learning fast. Yes. And picking then, up fast. And then there was a point where I thought I am not growing anymore. I'm doing the same shit that I did yesterday or, or It wasn't ago. a question of money? It no, was I was not. I was, I don't want to say this, but I was getting paid 105 bucks per day regardless of ours really yes so that was the arrangement that you were made with my employers oh god okay yeah, i was happy with it but I in all fairness i was learning in, in all fairness you're not the only one and i've heard a lot of stories of immigrants coming in here yes. hard-working immigrants coming in here yes and being a taking advantage of that like 105 dollars yes. for what you were delivering yeah is not fair i, I was handling whole job site i even uh, this happened a few times that they, I completed the whole job and they didn't even come for inspection because they know I was there. They didn't come to see my work, what I did, because uh, I was a small renovation company, so we used to do everything by ourselves. We used to do flooring, trims, everything, drywall, no, just taping, because I hate taping. <laughs> and mudding, right? And I'm not very good at it. Yeah, so, so you'll admit it. Yeah. I'm the same way. Hired tapers, they're the professionals. Yeah, every single time. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I have a boy now who works for me. He's very good at this. But even when I started, if I'm doing tan sheets, I'm going to hire a taper. I'm not going to do them myself. It's a smart move. Yes, because, you know, someone is trusting you with their home. Yeah. Right? And you don't want to look there. Let's see, one day they are sitting and looking at their ceiling. See and bad it's joints, bumpy. see bad corners, yes. see bad pops. Yes. I know, you don't want yes. that. And uh, I always wanted this because my old man always says, uh, you can make money in very different ways. But you can make name in just one way. That's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. That's a very good point. So, back to my job. I finished up, like, I was working, working. And then there was a point when I thought, I'm not growing anymore. So, I talked to them that I'm not growing anymore. And they took what my... What was the response when they... When they took my concern and they started giving me more challenging jobs. Okay. Did, did, did that solve your problem about not growing? S sort of. Temporary. Sort of, yeah. Okay. And then I was mentally going through a rough phase. Uh, old COVID and all these bullshits. Yeah, right? I totally. And uh, one day I woke up, I was going, I was working in a basement in Brampton. And I just called them, here's my two-week notice. I don't want to work here anymore. So even Impulsive. though they gave you challenges and they were trying to keep you happy... Yes. They didn't really understand what uh, you were looking they for. They are trying to keep me happy. They were doing their best. They were the best employers I ever had. Okay. Like they were brothers to me. And I called their mother, mother. I used to eat with them, dinners, nice. all nice. those things, right? And I, I just, one day, I'll, bro, uh, it's not happening, right? You just woke up like that? Or like yes. Yeah? Yeah. I was, I was in a different phase, uh, you know, mentally, physically. So one day I just woke up. I didn't know what to do. I had no backup plan or nothing like that. I just quit my but job. But you just knew that you had to get out of that situation. Yes. With no backup plan, no nothing. No. 
You had tuition going on. You still had school to take care of. You still uh, have by the time I was done with school. You're done school? Yeah. Cause, but uh, you have bills now to pay. Yes. So how do you make that step? Uh, impulsive decision. But now I'm, I'm kind it of... It paid off. Yeah, it paid off. Right? So I took the decision that uh, here's my two-week notice. But they told me if you're not happy and if you think uh, you won't come from tomorrow, that's okay with, the, with us as well. So I said, okay, I'm not coming to Did they try to convince you to stay? No, they did not. Because I was, I was like brothers to them, and they told me as long as you are happy, we are happy. So you want to you wanna quit? You quit. You want to come back anytime? You come back anytime. So they left it open. Yeah, they left it open. But for you weren't ready for that. You were ready for... They left for it open for a while. Really? Okay. For a while. For a while. Because... They thought uh, I had, uh, you know, they thought, uh, we're, what's he going to do? Maybe he come back. But when I started my business, there's always this jealousy factor. Of course. Right? So Because you're taking what you learned, yes. and now you're going to possibly be better than what they are. Yeah. But that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> Being better every day. <laughs> yes. Right? That's so the point. Yeah. So um, when I started this thing, uh, they find out. And uh, so what happened is I post a Instagram ad of my work that I've done on my personal Instagram account. Yeah. But I did that work for their company. Okay. So technically it was their work. Their work, yeah. But I didn't know that at the time. There's and a little bit of uh, yeah, I get it. I understand. So yeah. did they, they spoke up? They spoke up. They they. They told me we're getting a lower in Voldos, this, all these things that we are trying to solve. Please tell around. me you just said, okay, fine, I'll take it yeah, down. Yeah, I so took it down. That's I, it. I okay. deleted End of the conversation. I deleted it. I'm sorry, walk away, and that's it. Move yeah, away. and then, um, you know, when I was working with them, they had their T-shirts. So I had my pay doked for the T-shirts that I got. Of course. Right? So when I left, I had those T-shirts because I paid for them. Of course. I was wearing them around. I was Wait a minute, hang on a sec. So... You paid for their work shirts. Yes, I did. They took my pay, yeah. That's that's how they roll. Yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> when I left work, okay, I, I don't, I don't agree that you have to pay for their work shirts, their business. You're uh, walking around. Yes. You walk into a store. You walk in anywhere. Yeah. You're wearing their logo. Yes. And you're paying for that? Yes. Okay. So I had the same thing in mind. I already paid for it, so I'm going to use it. Yeah. Right? I was doing my own houseworks in those t-shirts and things like that. So they and I had friends in common. They told them about the t-shirts and things. So they bring the same thing up. I told them, I paid for them. I can do whatever I want with these t-shirts. So they told us, oh, you are taking jobs under our name. Which I said, this is total bullshit. No, you're not doing this that. This is total bullshit. No, you're not. Yeah, so you want your t-shirts back? Give me my money back, take your t-shirts. If anything, you're giving them advertising by wearing their t-shirt. Yeah, of course. And... The only thing, at first, I never took job that I cannot do. So if I if I see I cannot do this, I'm not gonna take on it for now because I'm starting. I'll learn and then in future, if I get the same opportunity, I'll take it. I've given away so many T-shirts, probably in the the range of a thousands plus like T-shirts because I just gave it away. I like your and t-shirts. I and I never I never charged a single person for them. And I still remember, like, people sometimes, and, and there's a guy, I forget his name, but his handle, I think, is uh, Cortland, Cortland something. And he asked me permission one time if he was o- if I was okay with him wearing my T-shirt because he liked my T-shirt a lot, right? But he was smoking a bong. 
right? He was smoking a joint. And I was like, I don't got a problem with that. It's your shirt. You're wearing it. It's like I gave it to you. It's yeah. my logo. I don't care. You're, you're, you're smoking a bong. Do whatever. It doesn't bother. If you're killing somebody with my T-shirt, I might speak up, right? That's yes. a different story. But just having a, a joint, it doesn't bother me. I doesn't don't care at all, right? Yeah. But that's wrong. That You pay for the shirt. You should. Okay, so yeah. then you're learning the game now is what you're doing. Yes. So when <laughs> I, when, you know, all these things happen, I was like, okay, take your T-shirts back, right? I was uh, working alone with a helper. Uh, I had a helper from very first day. Because the very first job that I did was a washroom. I, I love to do tiles. I love, I'm very good at it. And you're really good at grouting. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. So the very first job that I took was doing a shower. It was a custom shower, but the contractor was a hack. Okay. Was a hack. So, I so was you were hired just to do the tiling? Just just to do the tiling. Okay, when he was a hack, what do you mean? Like the framing was bad, everything was bad? Yes, nothing was... Uh, okay, so it was shower right in the center of space. Okay. Right, so they had a U-shaped uh, yes. glass, right? Yeah. So the bowl they created were like this. Like this. So I, I called him, I was like, your walls are no straight. He told me, just do the tiling the way the walls are. Are I you kidding I me? I cannot do it, right? But it was my very first job. How much of a difference was there, like, out of plum from the top to the bottom? Like Three quarter. Three quarter? Three quarter. And just do the top. So what's going to happen with the glass at that point? Yeah. You're going to cut no the glass idea. on an angle? No idea. No idea. Wow. So I was like, I'll, I'll make sure the tiles are level, but, you know, your sides. What are you going to do with the glass? Like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. At the ceiling, the guy had a uh, cement board up the ceiling. Okay. All the drywall screws he put in were popping the skin of the, the cement board. Cement board. So, so it went too far. Yeah, he did. And I called him. I said, you know, when I put on the tiles, it's going to be heavy and it can come off anytime. What was the size of the tile? 12 by 24. It's got weight. Yeah, but... The shower was this big, size of this table. Seven by seven. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. And then I was like, this cement board can come down, right? Told me not to worry about it. That's not that's not my job to worry about it. That's his job to worry about Of course it's it. your job to worry about it. Yeah, because I'm the tiler and they're going to grab me, right? If you're stalling to substrate that's not proper, then your product, your service is going to fail. Yes. But it's not your fault that it failed. Yes. So uh, the homeowner were living in the house. They were, they were kind of uh, managing the whole project, Kay. the contractor. I called them. He was a nice guy. I called them, hey, look, this is what happening, right? I don't want to tile over it. So he had me change that cement board. I changed it. Same with the dry pack. So they did a dry pack, but they never slaughtered it. They, just they didn't waterproof me. it? No. They just Not told even me a rubber? Remember, they just put the tile right on top of the dry pack? Yes. They just told me, no, I did not do that. Not even an aqua defense, I, not even a red guard, not I, even... I told them I'm not going to do it, right? So then they bring in Schluter for me to do it because they don't know how to do Schluter. They bring Schluter for me to do it, uh, for me to do it right? I did the Schluter, all those things, and then I end up uh, paying the guy who was working for me out of my own pocket. That was my very first job. That was your first job on your new business on your own? Yes. But then I learned how to say no. I was hungry at the very first. I was taking on anything. Did you make that money that first job? No, 
I end up paying out of my own pocket. It happens. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it happens to everyone. So yeah. now you get other jobs and you start learning to say no. Yes. Because I guess the client or the GC is offering you a pay that's not in line with what's eva- you know, what you're expected to do work-wise. Yes. So you say, no, I'm not going to be able to make yes. money on like here. What's I had to make that decision what, what kind of, you know, a trade person I want to be, yeah. right? And, um, you know, I, I was doing everything. I was doing floorings. I was doing trims. So I said, I'm going to take on the whole jobs. What year is this, Krishna? We're like, what? 2022. Last year. So just last year? Just last year. Okay. I started my business 1st of June 2022. And this job was 3rd of June 2022. Some big jumps, man. Like in the, in the short period of time. Yeah. Ab- impulsive decisions. All my friends know me for taking impulsive decisions. But how do you handle... If it doesn't work out, you just, you own it. My, yeah, I had to own it, right? And let's say if something doesn't work out, my old man was always there to help me out, right? And that was the only plan I had. So if this doesn't work out, my old man will take care of it. I love him for that, Mm -hmm. right? So this happens and I start getting more jobs, word of mouth. There's a word of mouth. Yeah, Yeah. I did some flooring jobs on trims. I help out a few friends and then... In 20, 25 days, I got a call. I met some guy at Freshco, right? I was in my work boots, work pants. And the guy goes like, what do you do? I do everything. What do you want to get done? <laughs> so he goes like, I have a rental property. I'm an investor. And uh, I have drawings and stuff. Can you do my basement? Uh, it's a legal triplex. I was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. I was like, do you have experience to do it? Yes, I do. Because I used to work in my older company that they did the same things. Give me the drawings. I'll I'll give I'll price out the job for you, and then let's go how it goes. Was it was it legal legal? Yes, it was. Okay, it all was. Right. We cut out a door for the basement, new stairs, and then all these things, right? Double layer dry, fire yes. soundproof. Yes, sono, sono board, all that stuff. alarms, all these things. So right? it's nice to hear an investor landlord that understands legal means yes. versus legal legal yes because a lot of people say they're doing legal things yeah, but, it's but they not don't. legal things they, they're just doing half inch drivers exactly i had uh, i did jobs like that i'm not very proud of but you know i was new i was hungry of course i can get uh, you know i was doing whatever i can get my hands on of course so it was the same project where i did that artificial grass from there the investor he he's working with treasure hill homes I know Treasure they, they, Hill. They are making very They're, nice homes. Yeah, Treasure Hill does ultra high-end townhomes. Yeah. And they had a huge, uh, beautiful um, complex that they built uh, up in uh, St. Clair, not uh, Avenue in St. Clair. I haven't seen that, but they... I knew the site nice. super on it. So that's why I, I just, I bring it up. And then I actually got a walkthrough through it. And I just said, I, I don't understand the cost of this unit. <laughs> no grass, yeah. no yard, yeah. but it was like four or five stories. And I, you're at Avenue in St. Clair. So you're in a posh area of the yes. city. And, and what they were at, like three and a half million, four million dollars for a unit. That's like 5,000 square feet. I, I worked with them in a couple of their homes in uh, Oshawa. Yeah. And now they're building a division in uh, Cambridge. So I'll be working with they're them. Still, they only build luxury, like high, yes. higher end luxury. Yes. So when I get, get into their jobs, then... That's where my, you know, custom part of working started. Of course. Yeah, before that, I was doing basements. Yes, I was giving it my personal touch. So let's say someone wanted uh, 
colonial style four-inch baseboards? No, I push them to do, you know, do step bevel, do something else, do nicer baseboard. You are, you know, you're renting this out to someone. It will be their home for a few years, right? Make it nice. Put in extra money. And the investor that I'm talking about, he was a nice guy. He was open to um, suggestions. Did he understand that it was worth paying a little bit more? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The guy. Uh, and I'm, then the same mind, I'm the same mindset. Because from, from there, from there, it, it's all word of mouth. So he, this whole thing go get into their office. And then they are a group called Forest Gate. The same investor and some few others. They own these apartment buildings all over Canada. So they hired me to do uh, apartment for them. My bid was somewhere in between the, the bidding that they got. Yeah. And they hired me. And the, the super, the, their asset manager was there to check the job. And he told me, we've been doing this for 15 years, and nobody has ever done this kind of work in a rental apartment. So I was happy. Okay, but okay. so you tell me, and you probably learned this, and I'm pretty sure that your, your investor, landlord slash boss, yeah. understood that if you actually spend a little bit more extra... You get more rent. You, you get more rent, plus you also get a different kind of renter. Yes, nice renter. And then they'll probably take care of the place a lot better. Of course. Of course. If you just slap it together and put the cheapest possible material in there, you're going to get a certain kind of renter again, and yeah. they're not going to treat it as nicely as you think they will. Yes. You can't just have this mindset of it's just a rental so unit. When, yeah, when they, when they had this uh, drawings, uh, there was no weeping tile on the inside. But the basement was leaking, right? I told them if you wanna handle mold after two, three years, water's gonna then, be then, then your co your price will be you know ten, fifteen k lesser, yeah. right? Whatever the price is, and I was like, let's do it once and for a while, and then you don't have to worry about it anytime soon. Never, never, right? He told me I do it. So I've done uh, before this. I I did uh, weeping tile once or twice, right? So well, I took on the job. It's I just manual labor. Yeah, it's just it manual is. labor, right? Yeah. I took on the job. I didn't have uh, all those tools at the time, so I rented a jackhammer, a Bose jackhammer. from uh, To break Sunbat. all the concrete? Yeah, to break all the concrete. And then uh, I was alone doing those weeble tiles. Because uh, the, the helper that I had, uh, he was in school too, so he was like, I cannot come next three days. I was like, I want to finish this job so I can get my f you know first big paycheck. <laughs> How thick was the concrete? Was it thin uh, or thick? Was it like... It was thin. It was... Two and a half? Four, no, three, four? Three inches, four inches. Okay. Pretty thick in today's... Yes, we can see. <laughs> but I've seen... Uh, we, uh, in my previous company, we were doing a job. We were doing. Uh, we were running plumbing in the basement. I've seen seven and a half inches thick concrete. What? Inside kitchen. What, did you have? Like extra concrete that day or something like that? Uh, That's no like extra idea. thick. And... The same day, the jackhammer broke down, and we were breaking the concrete with sludge hammers. My first big job yeah. was up in Woodbridge, which was like a 1,500-square-foot basement apartment. Wanted to be built properly. Home theater, sound room for the son who was learning how to play drums. They didn't want the rest of the house to hear this crap. So it was built properly, right? Yeah. And I outsourced a plumbing company to do the rough-ins, to move all the rough-ins to where we needed to move in. I see this 60-year-old guy come in with a sledgehammer. I'm thinking he's going to mechanically break that concrete. This guy made quick work of that concrete with a sledgehammer, man. He broke that concrete so fast. I was just, 
I was tired just looking at him doing that. I was like, how did he just break that concrete so fast with a sledgehammer? Because I'm assuming it didn't stop you. It did not. But back in India, they, do, they don't use uh, very much uh, jackhammers, right? They use sledgehammers. Of course. So I had this trick where we make cuts on the sides of the track that yeah. we, are, we are cutting yeah. out, and then we make cross-sectional cuts. And then what we did is smash. I took a steel wedge, Oh, right in the, the cut and then smash the cut. So you get a cracks. big chunk. Yeah. Yeah. That cracked the whole concrete and you can take out big chunks. Take a grab on top of smart. it. Take it out. Yeah. Take smart. it out. Yeah. And we did that same time we can do it with the, uh, with the jackhammer. Almost the same. Well, time. you're more tired to be honest. Very tired. To right. Be you're very, you're sore and then you're definitely going to feel it the next day. Next few days, like a week, <laughs> like a week, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you didn't you didn't stop because a tool went down. You kept going. I needed the money, so I I was hand to mouth mm. at that time. Yeah. Right, I was hand to mouth, so I needed the money. If I take that one day off, I might turn out to one day money. longer that you can't get the money. Yes, yes. So I made some, you know bad decisions financially when I came here, buying a car, financing a car, and then getting some tickets and uh, instead of fighting them, paying them off. Oh. So my insurance goes up oh. through the roof, through the roof. Never pay a ticket, always fight a ticket. I didn't know that. Now I know, <laughs> now I know. <laughs> but that's Don't how Don't worry, reach out to me and I'll give you the, the parameters of how you handle all that and you'll take it all the way to the second and third adjournment and then you'll eventually get that ticket. And, and trust me, I've even had a ticket of me um, using a handheld device while I'm driving, dismissed. Shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll let you, you want to reach out, reach out to me and I'll tell you how that happened, right? It was actually pretty clever, but um, will I ever admit that I was actually doing it? I'm not going to admit to that. No. <laughs> uh, but I love that you're learning. I love that you're coming here and, and you're new, 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 new to this and seeing yes. the rules and then you're questioning the rules and then you're understanding that there is a better way to do it sometimes. Yes. And and but you're still learning even from the mistakes. Yes. You're not taking the mistakes and just being beat down, just going, I hate this construction industry now. This is bullshit. I don't want to move forward anymore. You still see opportunity. Never in these five years I had a moment that I thought I hate this construction life. But the thing with me all my friends, my family know me for this, that when star, uh, things are starting getting better for me in anything, I run away from it. Why? When I was doing comedy, when things starting getting better, I run away. I don't know, change of mind, impulsive decisions. But well, construction is the only thing I never said, I want to quit, I want to change fields, never. Okay, you got you to gotta give me a joke that killed back home when you were doing it that it always worked what's the joke that you can share joke they always see uh, that always, always worked it always worked i can know i don't know if i can translate it oh okay yeah because you got to translate it right yeah. you know what though we probably have a lot of indian li uh, listeners so then say it in say it in your language oh um, <laughs> okay so 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 it's a uh, kind of adult joke i'm gonna uh, tell you in okay English, sure try right? both yeah. so i was uh, growing up in boarding school right okay. so what we're gonna do let's say there's a new kid in in the in the in the hostel right so uh, one morning we're gonna go up to his dorm and ask him to lick his uh, Lips, lips, right? Yeah. And uh, how does it taste? Is it bitter? Is it what? 
And the guy has no idea, right? And then few day we're gonna make fun of him, fun of him, fun of him. And then one day we're gonna tell him, you were sleeping and we did uh, something to you, <laughs> right? And the guy, oh my god, <laughs> you made me lick it. <laughs> This joke always works, every single time. <laughs> Do it with anyone. Just uh, you know, give it uh, five, six days. You know, and all of a sudden, remember one day I asked you to lick your lips. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. We did that to you last night. That joke, that joke still works here in Canada. In yes, it does. It does. <laughs> We've done with one of my boys here, mm-hmm. and he got pissed off and he started crying, and then we had to tell him that it's a joke. That's what he happened. So this joke always works, and uh, there's one more joke that works is. Uh, when we were in hostel like this always work on our wardens and uh, you know all those when we were in hostel so one of m- my friend knows how to short all the lights the whole hostel so why we used to do we used to take a copper wire and the eraser that we have to you know erase our pens pencils yeah. Yeah. right so what we're going to do is we're going to take two erasers make a u of that hole hold it through erasers and then plug into a socket That's it in a plug and shut off all the power. Everything the whole trips. hostel, the, the whole, whole thing host. is done. And then every single kid on the block started making sounds like hoo 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 hoo. And Warden has no idea. <laughs> every single time, every single time. Did you ever get caught? Anybody get caught? So many times. So many times. I they, they knew exactly who it was. Yes, I have a very good story of getting caught. So, okay. Uh, my dad, as I told you, he served 30 years in Indian Army. Right. He wanted me to be an army officer. I never told this to my parents, and they don't know English, so so they're not listening. <laughs> so they're not listening, right? <laughs> so what happened is uh, there's a very uh, there's a entrance exam for for an officer level post in Indian Army. Okay, it's called NDA, and then they have seven days interview session called SSB. Okay, so I appear in the exam. I cleared it. My family asked me, "How did you do?" I said, "I didn't do it. I failed." Right? I didn't tell them. Okay. Because if I tell them I cleared the exam and if I fail then in you're the off interview, the yeah. if I fail in the interview, then that's shit for me. My dad's gonna kill me. Okay. No kill, kill me, but yeah, right. Family kill you. Yeah, family kill you. Yeah, yeah. Because they, ha- I'm the only child they have. Like I have elder sister, but only boy they had. Yeah. And I was notorious. Uh, I had complaints coming to my place every single day. That's why they sent me to boarding school. So. I appeared in the interviews, and then they have two eliminations: day one and day five. If you don't eliminate on day five, you are in the army. You are an officer. So, so I was there. Day one, they didn't kick me out. I was happy. Day five, they didn't kick me out. I was very happy. So on day sixth, what we did is we took a blanket, put over a kid, and we were beating it. Blanket beating, yeah. right? Everyone yeah. does it. Yeah. The CEO, the company commander there, they caught us. While you were doing it? Yes. Okay. They banned me for three years. I cannot, I cannot appear in their exam. I cannot, you know, go to SSB. So my chances for army were done. Did you tell your parents? No. They, they still don't know it. Still to this day. <laughs> yes, yeah, still to this day. So that was the reason why you didn't get in. Yes. But as a kid growing up, the only thing that I know that I'm gonna do was army. That's the it. only thing, because my grandfather was in army. But did you want to do army? Yes, I did. You wanted to do army? Yes. Yeah. Because the most respected thing back in India is army. 
no matter what because they have very shitty neighbors China, is it good Pakistan. money no. it's not even good money you're serving it's, it's, your country it's basic money yeah it's it's in, uh, in the in forms of because you were saying 200 bucks a day for it versus 10 bucks a day for a tradesperson what, it's it's 120 bucks for army for an army yeah for army officer if you are a if you are a starting working level your cadet, way up yeah, yeah so you are 70 90 bucks a day yeah, that's still good like. money it decent is. money it is a lot yeah. more than trade yes trades are getting paid shit there that's how it is. And they break, uh, they use brick, right? Yeah. And then they use um, plaster POP for moldings and yeah. stuff and all yeah. those things, right? So, but they weren't getting paid um, nicer. A painter gets uh, 400 Indian rupees. That's eight Canadian dollars per day. A painter gets $8 per day? Yes. Who's, who's get, who gets paid the most in construction? Uh, the bricklayer. How much? Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Eight hundred. Eight hundred Indian rupees. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, and the tilers they go at six hundred Indian rupees, something like that. But these days, now, back in the days, they were daily basis, daily wages, right? And now these days, people are getting contracts. I'll do the whole job for this much. I'm not yeah. telling you my daily rate. I'm gonna do this for one day, ten days, whatever day I take. This is the rate. This is the rate. Now they are making nice money, but when I was kid, when I was growing up, g- getting into trade was the on- last option for anyone. So let's say you didn't study, you didn't get a job, nothing, then you go in trades. You go into trades, and no one respects you. Really? Yes. But yet everybody. Because you are getting paid very little, right? So they don't respect you because of the money that you're making for the career that you chose, the yes. job that you chose. Yes. But if you were making more money, they would respect you. Yes. I don't like Would it. you do IT over construction? No. It's a lot more I, I'm money. not a tech guy. Yeah. I told you. I cannot sit in front of a computer all day and break my back. What's a math teacher uh, make? What do teachers make there? Uh, they make nice money. Like, it depends uh, uh, what you teach. You teach higher grades, you hi- high school, colleges. Uh, that depends, right? But teachers make nice money. So coming back to Canada now, you establish your business. Yeah. Clients come in now. They're calling you. Yes. Word of mouth is getting around. Yes. The work is being done well and the reputation, just like how your dad said, you can always make money, but you can only build your reputation once. Once, yes. Right? So now you're working on that one-time detail of your business. Yes. So I have, right now, I have three jobs that's going on at the same time, right? And these three jobs has at least one hour of drive in between. Oh, wow. But, uh, the boys that work for me are very good. Everybody very else nice. is subcontracting that you're hiring or no? Uh, no, uh, we're doing most of the work. 70% really? of the work ourselves. So what I do is, what I do is, I'm on the tools every day. Yeah, every single 23 day. years old, man. Yeah. You still got another 10, 20 years of being on the tools I w- on yourself. I want to be on tools until I get 40, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. I only want to be on the tools if it's for me. <laughs> I don't want to be on the tools anymore for clients. <laughs> I get it because you had your time, right? Yeah, I had my time. You had your time. I paid huh? my dues. Yes, you did. Yeah. So uh, what happens is uh, the boys, they work for me. So what happens is, let's say I tell them, this is the task that we have to achieve in the next three days. Yes. And same thing that I discuss with my clients. I'm going to take my time. If you want this job done yesterday, then I'm not your guy. I tell them to their face. Some people told me you are rude. 
And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But I told them, see if you rude are... Rude for what? Because you're being honest with them? Yes. And yes. so they're considering you rude? Yes. I get it. Everyone everyone want to get their house done fast because they can get back to their normal lives. But if they want this done in 10 days and it's a 15-day job, I might take 17. Yeah. I'm not taking 13. Of course. So I told them, if you are looking to get it done yesterday, hire somebody no, else. Hire somebody else. I guarantee you it won't be finished in the time that you think that person told you it was going to get finished. Remember, I was telling you I'm starting my very first commercial yeah. job this week. So when they come back with the, the paperwork, they were telling me some plenties every day that I'm late. I, I have know. to pay this money. That's right? the commercial world. Yeah. So I, I told them, no, I'm not going to do it. Did they agree to that? So they, I guess they looked around, right? And then every price that they got was, every contractor added those penalties. Of course. And their price, of right? Of course. And I did not. So I told them, I might take 15 more days, but this is my price. And I'm not paying shit. But I'm that's the commercial pay. world. That's how they design it. So they yes. expect to be penalized. Yes. So then they'll lose that money because they won't be able to finish the scope on schedule. Yeah, either, uh, see, the time frame that, were they, that they were giving me was, you cannot attain it it's at impossible. Any you know exactly. Impossible. So of I course. told them, either extend your timeline or you cannot get it done. So they did extend the timeline. And now we're working on the job. It's a better move instead of hiring somebody that's going to already charge you more, expecting to pay for the penalties. Okay, so when the designer came back with the designs, yeah, they had this uh, very nice uh, designer tile, right? The wait time on the tile was 12 weeks. And uh, the timeline that w I was given was 15 weeks. To do the job. To finish the whole job. It's a... Uh, 4,000 square feet of space. That's 12 weeks if that tile shows up on time. On time. On time. That's too close. That's yes. way too close. So I asked the designer, get me tile tomorrow. I'm going to finish it in 16 weeks. And they couldn't do it. Like you cannot do it, right? And anybody who's going to commit to it and say, that, yes, I can do it, then you're going to be paying a penalty. Of course. Because you won't make the deadline. That's why they had those penalties in their... Krishna, don't you get frustrated sometimes in this business? I love it. You love it? I love it. <laughs> I get frustrated when, you know, when someone is confused and like when I'm trying to tell them something that this is how it should be done and when they are saying, no, my uncle did it this way, my brother-in-law did That's it this way. That's old mentality, bro. Um, I know. So I told them, okay, this is not how it get done. Mm -hmm. If you want to get it done the proper way, or my way, I'm going to do it this way. I, I be blunt with it, right? So if you like it, yeah, okay, nice. But I always make sure I keep my clients happy. So I tell them, if you want to do it this way, this might happen with you. And then I'm not responsible with it. What's the number one thing that you do to keep your clients happy? Well, I'm funny. <laughs> 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 I tell them jokes all the time. Okay. But to keep my clients happy, like I'm, I'm on a smaller scale now, right? So my clients are at the house that we are working in. So they, they see you every day. Yeah. And what I do is every step that I do, I call them out and I tell them this is we did. This is how we did it. And this is why we did it. So let's say if I don't tell them, I might have 
couple pictures in my inbox same night right mm-hmm. but i already told them why we did it this way and why we didn't do it that way so when you priced it out and you submitted the quote to them yeah and they agreed to the scope and the price and everything's fine obviously clients don't have the exact idea of what each of those line items are, are like how it works right yes so but now you are doing the work and you take the time and effort to explain to the client this is how we're doing it and this is the why we're doing it yes and then they appreciate that yes so you're and walking them through it they have their uh, doubts clear right so they are happy about it okay so they did it this way this is why they did it and then that way i have less pictures in my in my inbox so uh there was only one job that i got very frustrated with i almost threw my tools and said do it yourself i did not i did not so what happened is i was very new in the business yeah and i took on a washroom job okay and i was trying to convince them to do waterproofing aqua defense something 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 right so this i is told them this for the shower or this is for the floor for the shower okay for and the what do they want they just put they put green board yes and they didn't want to put any waterproofing on top no and they understood that green board is moisture board it's not yes. waterproof board yes there's no such thing as waterproof board yes. unless you're dealing with a product like schluter or curdy board or yes. something like that then it's then, waterproof then i had to show them i made a box out of those damn boards the green boards yes and then coke the joints so no water can get out yeah. i fill in the water left it overnight and next morning i showed it to them see this is overnight so see what's going to happen with your shower in a year then still they weren't convinced they weren't convinced they had, by that they they had very little education what was the thing is that were they not convinced because there was an extra slight added cost yes, to sir. do it this way yes sir we're not talking thousands of extra dollars here no. i i told them let's do aqua defense aqua defense is Fair nice minimum yeah yes i've tried aqua defense and i did the same thing i tried it with the uh, cement boards i tried it with the uh, it, it doesn't board. leak it doesn't leak right it doesn't leak yeah. i tried it for 2 days i put in with water it doesn't leak right i told them aqua defense is 150 bucks for a bucket right it's going to it's going to do your whole shower let's do it they still said no, no. even then, at 150 bucks plus the labor you're at the most at the most 250 dollars yes and i told them i won't charge you labor for it So why are I, you still saying I, no? I didn't want to get a cold back, right? Yeah. I had no idea then I I ate up the price. I did it without telling them cuz they were not at the house cuz it was a uh, investment property for them. So they wanted to get it done, just do it the cheapest and we'll rent it out. I hate those types of investors. But I was new. I know, but yeah. you didn't really uh, but now you understand. If you come across that person talking to you that way, no. you say then I'm sorry but and I can see trust me I've been considered rude as well to clients because I just be blunt with them. Yeah. I'm just like I'm I want to build it a certain way that it's not going to fall apart. You yes. don't want to fix this, you want to replace it when it's actually lived its life. Yes. That's it, which is 10 20 plus years. Yes. Lived its life, it's lived its purpose, move on. But you don't in 5 years want to have to a black spot underneath the ceiling on the room that's below and what's that black spot well that's water that's moisture coming from your shower i even told them like the the same in the same house the, the ceiling didn't had insulation like in some sports there were bad insulation there yeah but you know it i feel like someone was up there they moved the insulation around things like that 
or uh, maybe there was a leak and the air blew it all in a corner something like that but they had no insulation i was like get your ceilings insulated because they had a boiler and their house was very cold it was uh, back in october when i was doing this job i was like it's cold as december in in here uh your furnace not working they told me it's working but it doesn't work very well i was like what what's that our boiler is old uh no no was it a boiler or was it forced air uh boiler it was a boiler so it was rats yes rats so if it's it's not that the boiler's not working because if you go to the boiler and you it's heat coming off yeah, of it it's, it's working yeah it's working it's right got, it's got but minimum the house, parts house was not in so somebody cut a rat somewhere somebody Maybe. somebody disconnected a rat somewhere. the guy was a roofer a hack yeah for sure but uh, he used to you know do things around the house by himself but you can't just cut rads and just eliminate it you I have to understand heat loss calculations you have yes, to understand all those things. i told them uh, what i was thinking was uh, your house is not properly insulated yes that's what i thought but that's right? the first thought but the second the actual thought is that it's not being heated properly yes something so I, i i told them to get your rates check and they told me don't worry about it we'll get it done I but cannot say more than that. But the conversation started with our furnaces, our boilers not working properly. Yes. So you've accepted that room, rooms are cold. Yes. There's a and reason. And the thing why. is, uh, when we go around the rats, I was giving out heat, very little, very little. So I was like, it's kind of working, but it should warm up the place. And the same thing happened when I took out the wall. Shower was on exterior wall. I had no insulation. I had no idea how those uh, shower fixtures worked. I thought they would be freezed by of now. Of course they would have freeze. Yeah. Yes, but you know was it copper or was uh, it I was copper, yeah. It was copper, right? Yeah. And it was in an exterior wall and yes. not insulated? Not insulated. I have no idea. And then they told me we uh, renovated this house by ourselves five years ago. Yeah. I'm like I can see good that. Good for you. Good for <laughs> you. Good for you. That's how I know they were hacks. Wow. But that that job was what that was last year? last year when i when i first started so now it's just I was, you i was hungry back then right i yeah. was hungry for jobs so but after that i started kind of you know when i go see a client i don't price out jobs over emails or over phones or things like that i prefer to meet them in person because i was a student of human psychology and i can read them i was just going to say you want to read them yes i want to read them of course because they want to read me as well right they always people always judge me by my age you're a kid i was i was going to say that a lot of you guys in your early 20s mid 20s yes. are questioned because you're that age yes how can you be that young and have that much knowledge yes uh easy <laughs> So uh, right now I'm uh, I got involved in a build in uh, Richmond Hill. I was sharing some stuff of it, of this house recently, right? Uh it's um 5000 square foot house, okay. fully custom and uh, the homeowners were building it themselves. So they had very little Such knowledge about big mistake. it. I and when I get in there it was a mess. What would what did you see that made it a mess? Okay, so the windows had 18th reveal on top. and three quarter reveal on the bottom Re- window guy ripped them off first thing first their framer okay so what happens is they it's a three story house yeah main floor first floor and then attic right yeah so the opening for stairs 
for first floor it's uh, let's say it's from here to here yeah and when it goes in the attic they move this beam three feet this way what the fuck where are you gonna handle your chandelier or whatever you are looking you know trying to handle over these stairs so why was it smaller when it got up there at the top then frame is fucked up so they went with the cheapest dr- bid really yes they did was it drawn that way ah uh, no wow so the framers just made an executive decision just to put yes they um, uh, what i'm guessing is they might had a new guy or whatever or they made a mistake monday or friday him. Yeah, Monday or Friday. Maybe they are drunk on Friday because I bring my booze beer every Friday, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Maybe they bring some hard booze. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened, right? Now they had to hire architect and a structure engineer to, to, to put re- steel beams. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, it was uh, word of mouth. A friend of mine asked me to help them out. Uh, I told them, I'm going to help you out if I work my ways. If you tell me... what to do what not to do i cannot work do you like being called in to fix other people's problems cuz i don't um and i won't i like challenges so let's say if it's a minor fuck up i'll just tell them over the phone this is what going to happen you can fix it for this much amount yeah, yeah. and get someone to do it this way why did the homeowners become their own gcs money they just didn't want to pay 10 10 points out to somebody to manage the job they are spending um how much was the bill around uh, 1.5 yeah that's pretty they reasonable are th- they, they are spending this much amount on the house and they don't and they don't want to give up 150k to manage that job no so it'd be 1.65 yeah they think of it as a waste yes so to properly they, oversee the job and yes. to supervise all the trades that are doing the work yeah is not worth 150k it is worth it oh, right it's, a, it's worth 300k but they don't understand it when before starting it right but when they get involved in it in it when they start building it then they know how important of course it is. they understand it that, yes. at that point so what happens is they didn't had a designer they had designs in their mind so they're gcing and designing the property yes oh decisions must have been made so quickly uh, i'm being sorry <laughs> When I get there, they told me, this is our design. I told them, who's your designer? Do you have a designer? They told me, no. So I asked them, do you want a designer? Because they wanted a wow factor in their kitchen, right? And the design that they showed me was raised panel kitchen. It's not shaker, it's not double shaker, it's raised panel. It's raised panel. A What ra- is this? So, so basement? It's, it's the, re- really? Yeah, no. They had a raised panel design in their phone. They showed it to me and I told them, you want this kitchen in your $2 million house? Are you sure? And this is a showpiece house. It is. Uh, when I think of showpiece, I don't think raised panel or shaker or double or triple shaker. I don't think any of that crap. If you're building a, you know, a rental basement, yeah, do shaker. Yes. Do shaker, yeah. But if you're doing a showpiece kitchen for yourself, hopefully you know how to cook or want to cook or want to learn how, how to cook, to cook. Know how or to know cook. how to cook yeah. then and and have dinners and have friends and family over then please by all means create a showpiece kitchen yes of course and you want a wow factor raised panel is not a wow factor right no. so it's a different kind of wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's your kitchen exactly yeah wow, wow. <laughs> so i asked them do you want a designer 
and said, yeah we'll get a designer so uh, but they get some numbers from few designers that they like then so they said wow then they said <laughs> wow of course and they asked me do you have a designer yes i work with the designer so i gave them her number and her number was up high there of course she's very nice very nice so they didn't like her price either so but did they did they like her did they like her ideas yes so then they didn't like her price. No. But then, then uh, you're they, making they a stupid think, decision then. They think this much amount of money is not worth it because we have ideas what we want to do. But she's coming up, a designer's coming up with what, who you are as a person, a reflection of the, the building. Yes. So they're, they're understanding who you are as a family, as a couple, whatever. Yes. And then they're making suggestions based on that. Yes. This is valuable to pay this fee to yeah. get this person to do this. Yes. And then they work with you. Yes. And to make things smooth, yes. Then the job goes well. Uh, it's uh, one of those jobs when uh, where the husband wanted it done, and the wives wanted done the other way. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I love those jobs where a husband yeah. and wife want to build two different houses uh, on the no, same property. Ah, no, husband, husband want to just build the house. Yeah, he just wants he, it done. He, he just wants. I want to come home, not see sawdust. Yes, and it's a new build, right? It's a new build, right? So, I convinced them somehow. Okay. You want to get a designer for your main floor, first floor, attic, your washrooms. I get it. Get a designer for your main floor, for your living room, for your kitchen. At least. At least. Yes. Yeah. So I somehow convinced them. And they agree to that? Really? I'm just convincing so them. So you're still working on that? Yeah, are, I've, are, I've been doing this for uh, seven, eight days now. Back and forth, back and forth. Are you not getting frustrated by this job, about I this clientele, am. and just I wondering am. how is the rest of this job going to go? As soon as they get to design, I'll, you then know, you just go to work. You just start doing this. Yes, because they have no idea how spray foams, drywalls, anything else going to work. They have no idea, right? They they want what the lipstick. They're going to miss so many things that are going to be problems later on when they move into their brand new, newly built home. Yes. And they don't want to listen to it. That is the thing, lack of because education. Because in the back of their head, they're just seeing 150 k for what you're bringing. Yeah. And then whatever the designer's charging, which I guarantee you is more than 150 k And uh, I don't want to tell you that I'm charging them 150 k I'm charging half of them. Less than so half. So you're of even that. taking a pay cut. Less than half of that. So just because he's a friend of friend. Got it. And he want to get it done. Just because of that. He told me, furnish it, you have your trades, you have your flooring guys. And then you can sub out the rest of things and then just help him finish it. The guy, he's been trying to build this for a year now, is still on framing stage for a year. They're losing so much money on the house. It's the same way it is uh, for more than a year. So the house is not moving forward right now? No. But I got involved in this for uh, 20 days ago. And we made a few decisions. We are moving in a direction. But we're still hanging in with the designer. So, okay, Christian, you know that the jobs are just going to get bigger. Yeah. The challenges are just going to get bigger. bigger. It, are you not concerned that at some point you might have a big problem one time, right, and have to deal with that? I want the big problem. 
When I say a big problem, like clients not paying you big bills, clients taking advantage of situations that they don't want. Build. No I one know, wants. I know, that. but that's part of construction sometimes, right? It does. It's a, it's a shame that clients overbuild and they might turn around and blame you because you came up with so many great ideas and we couldn't say no, yeah. and all of a sudden now you, you you're like a Superman where you convince somebody to you, like it's Inception or something like that. I made you do all this. No, I just made you. I offered solutions. Yeah. You liked them. But there was a bill attached to all of that. And then all of a sudden, you finish the job. The final bill comes in. You give it to them. And they say, I'm not going to pay this. We were expecting this much. Why is it this much? No, but even if you've kept them in the loop and you've told them the whole time, you guys bought tile that was four times the cost of what you were supposed to buy. You bought hardwood that was five times the cost. You added all these extra features that were never part of the original scope. So these are all extra numbers. How can you be surprised now at the end of the build? Every time when something like this happens, every time then when there's a change, I tell them this is how much extra yeah. this is going to be. Make a decision. Talk to your bank. Talk to your bank account. Talk to your wife. Make a decision. Let me know. Do you get the money right then and there? Once You wait till the end? Um, I've made uh, payment structures this way. that Just for the changes? Uh, no, for the changes. When uh, Let's say if they make... Uh, uh, after drywalls and between finished uh, finished trims, yeah. they make a change, so they have to pay that amount with the paycheck of finished trims. Good, because at the end I'm leaving five percent. At, at the end, you're leaving five percent, but at the end, if they don't pay all those changes up until the end, I guarantee you. I, I yeah, I be blunt about it uh, with them, and I tell them like, if I'm not getting paid, I will stop the belt. I'm not moving forward after this. So let's say we are done with trims you haven't paid me in a week i'm not moving ahead how do they respond to that we, we're gonna pay you we're not running anywhere okay right, right you have yeah. to trust us and the same thing i tell them you have to trust me as well i'm not running away with trust your money two-way right yes it's a two-way street yeah but a lot of contractors live on a cul-de-sac right so yeah. it's a shame because i think that anybody who gets in construction is that this happens it always comes up it does and nobody's really perfected the best way to handle that situation the only thing i've ever said is just make sure that you track everything as being changed yes. and get paid for everything that's being changed right then and there and don't leave it as a last slice of the pizza at the very end of the job hoping that they'll pay you all these changes because they will not they'll use it as leverage to not pay you yes to reduce but the price you know as a new person in the industry i know everyone is taking right. advantage i told yes. it. i've been through it anyone that i've ever spoken to on the show off mic they tell me I get conversations. People send me. They want, I want to talk to you about something, a situation that's going on. Man, I figure that maybe you've gone through this. And I'm going, yeah, of course I have. Everyone, <laughs> everyone I know. Everyone I know. It's, it's part of the business. Every single time. Every single time. So where's the business going to be five years from now? I want to be a high-performance house builder. You're going to get into that world? Net zero houses. You got to find the right clientele for that. You got to yes. find the clientele. I that have to educate it. them, right? So, um, there's the, the secretive project I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It's a 10,000 square foot cabin built in Muskoka. Nice. It's a, for a very good friend of mine. And it's on lake. So, I've never dealt with lakes. I want to take on this project. Just uh, just add tethers to all everything, all your tools and everything, man. Because when they fall into the water, you can at least try to grab the rope yes. and then get the tool back. Try. 
Yeah, uh, like their deck is on the water, but the rest of the house is, is on the land. So Do you have to take a boat to get to it? Uh, no. Okay, so there's roads. There's roads. Okay, but it's not bad. unmaintained roads, right? Okay. But it's not bad. It's uh, 25 acres of property right in the middle of nowhere. When you plan on starting that one? Uh, next year. Good for you for getting that. I mean, honestly, five years into the business and getting that in the word of mouth and all of a sudden getting that kind of a build? Yeah, okay. So this happened, um, uh, the guy from Tre- Treasure Hills, right? So I was, uh, I did uh, at least 17, because I had three teams up and running. Yeah. Um, the boys that works with me are great. I get, I'm very lucky to get them boys because, uh, like, I, I get it. People with a very big budget might get 10, 15 teams at the very first year of their business. Yeah. But a guy like me, I had very little amount of investment. I only had money to buy tools and a trailer and a van. So these boys, they were very good, right? They they all are studying construction in Niagara College. They So they are around. They live with me because I, I live alone. I don't have my family here. The boys who work with me lives in my house. Okay. Yeah, so... The boys are very good. So what we did is we were doing uh, apartment renovations in Newmarket, and then we did some in Cambridge. Uh, we did some in. Hanover. You don't mind driving all over the place? That's a lot of. Driving. I'm hungry. It's a lot of driving. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I got. I was building a profile, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, so I wanna. So I wanna. I wanna ask you about what tool brand you're using. Yes. It's not yellow. It is. It's yellow? It's yellow. But but just because you're an immigrant coming from India, that's why I was thinking it's not yellow. But why is it yellow? Uh, just because uh, to start this business, I had investment from my old man. Okay. <laughs> so I got with the, I want yellow. Because I've been working with yellow ever since I started this job. Okay. Right. The first two months when I was working with the handyman, I had RIOP. Yeah, I'm not pa- uh, you know I'm not proud of it, but no. uh, they were they Listen, were okay. Everybody starts. I yes. had rigid. Everybody starts yes. at some place, right? I had uh, my own drill that I very first bought yeah, was rigid. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a old. I bought it off Facebook Marketplace, but it still works. <laughs> it still works. So I have the shop uh, in back of my house. I do a kind of woodwork because I love woodworking. Yeah. So I do woodwork back there. So I have uh, my old, you know. The tools that I bought of marketplace, I have all them, all of them stack up there. I use them. I don't take out tools for my trailer or my van. What That's what van you driving? GMC. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a, a beat down, very old van. It's not old. brand new. A hundred thousand uh, dollars and no, fully it's decked paid out. Off. It's paid off. It's paid off, right? And yeah. And it serves its purpose. Yes. And uh, before me. Some mechanic, a truck mechanic had it. So it has built-in shelves. I didn't build anything, but it's pretty nice. You got lucky. You got yeah. lucky online finding that van, man. Yes. That's a unicorn. And I only paid four grand for it. What year? 2002. Still in good shape. Very good shape. No rust. All you got to do is just change the brakes and the tires and that's yes, it. And sir. maintain and, it. That's and it. Done. Oil. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I love it. But I'm more of a truck and trailer kind of guy. You're not always doing work in the city then. Yeah, because Niagara Falls is not very populated. No, so there's space on the streets. Yes, and you can back up trailers. You can back up trailers. Yeah, I'm I'm a trailer kind of guy. I see guys come into the city with trailers, and I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. Not the best place to come. Yes. The reason for me buying a van was working in the city. And when I was uh, doing a rental apartment in Newmarket, 
I had very hard time backing up my trailer. Even though the building had a parking lot in the back, but let's say if I go with my truck front, I I have to back all the way the trailer because I cannot take a huge truck for it. So what I used to do is I early morning I used to back up my trailer there, and I stay whole day in the evening when right. there's more traffic. I just come out front. That's when I thought I need a van. Where does the name of the business come from? Uh, it? It's uh, Makal means uh, Almighty. strongest yeah. strongest and it's also uh, the uh, it's a god back in india mahakal it's a, it's a gold people worship them so i'm i'm a fan of them uh, this the statue actually it's it's mahakal here okay yeah so it's a god and uh, i don't believe in god that much but my family did and then i kind of had this in my heart yeah god is there because i think i think there are positive and negative energies course there is right of course yeah so yeah it's come from there so i'm curious friends and family back there yes what do they make of you now because in my eyes you're you're a success in construction here yes and you're only going to get better yes so what do they think of you uh, i'm somewhat better somewhat better because when i was in school when i was kid nobody thought of me this way i am doing best among all of my classmates the best but still somewhat better for me yeah i want to i want to go up there cuz i'm young i'm 23 i'm single i don't have you know nothing much to do now is the time yeah, now is the time yeah next 5 years so when are you going to get off the tools when you're 40 yeah But then by then you'll have teams working on and doing jobs. Yes, I am planning to run another team by end of next year. Uh, there's one thing that I'm good at is managing things. Okay. Managing teams, managing time, all these things. So after after work when I go home, I take a pen and paper. I'm not a computer guy. I'm a pen and paper guy. I take a pen and paper, I sit down, and I write down what I have to do tomorrow. What needs to be done? And then I call all my boys. What did you do today? I'm gonna come tomorrow. Check it out. And they tell me, okay, this is what we did. This needs to be done tomorrow. I make all that list, and then I see what material do I need. Of course. Or who needs to be there? Because a boy of mine, he don't know how to do tiles. A boy of mine don't know how to do mud. Yeah. So I juggle boys. You have to go there tomorrow. You have to go there tomorrow. So I make all those things. Early morning, I wake up at six, six thirty. I call everyone, wake up, wake up, wake up. I tell them this is what we are doing today. Yeah, and that's how it goes. Yes, but that's how it's going to be for a little while. You yeah. eventually get. Off, I guarantee you get. Off I'm the tools. getting better at it. I'm getting yeah. better at managing things. But I love tools. This is the first reason I came into this business, right? To work with my hands. I don't want to sit in an office all day. But that's uh, what you studied in school. I never studied. <laughs> I wasn't good at studying, right? <laughs> the girlfriend at the time yeah. was filling out all the, the assignments and submitting them on your behalf. Yes. <laughs> and I got good marks, good yeah. percentile. Yeah. Right? <laughs> But uh, little they know I wasn't the one. I got my degree. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I love in the streets. I I studied everything on the job sites, right? I was in the school. I had a construction degree, but I don't know shit from school. I don't know single shit from school. They uh, okay. So one day there was 
I think it was framing class. And the, the professor was on a job site on a Zoom call telling us how to frame a house. You cannot teach how to frame a house on a video call. No, you cannot. Can't. You cannot. You have to be there. And, and how I learned is I used to reach out to some framer crew and I tell them, don't pay me single thing. Take me to your job site two, three days. Tell me how to frame a house. And that's it. That's it. That's it. I hustled a lot. I run around a lot. I went out with uh, concrete finishers to learn how to finish concrete. A little bit. Let's say if I'm finishing up some steps, I'll do it myself. If I'm doing a driveway, I'll call concrete guys. Right? So just to know, just to know the basic knowledge of concrete, all those things. Uh, that's how I did. I reached out to persons. Don't pay me anything. I'll be there. I'll bring you coffee. Just teach me how you guys do this. What's the one thing that you saw when you were actually looking at all the different trades and you wanted to learn from each of those trades? What was the one consistent thing that you saw from each of the trades that were doing how to, doing their job well? The one they were doing the job well were, the first thing first, they were taking care of the prep. The prep was the main thing. Yeah. So I worked with the Finnish carpenter once. He went to job site when it was on framing stage. Mm-hmm. It wasn't boarded up. He told me, look at the walls, look at the crowns, all these things. Because when it's done, after drywall, you're going to come here and do these trims. So you're going to price out accordingly. That's how I learned. That's prep, the prep is the must. Exactly. Prep is the must. So why don't you get a client to ask you to be the designer and then just go and watch a designer and just <laughs> offer out that service, No. No. no, no, Krishna. We got to wrap it up. I got to do the twelve questions with you. I'm very curious to get your answers. Oh. Everybody, I didn't re- know there was a test here. There's no test. <laughs> There's no test. It's just yeah. curiosity. Uh, how do you pronounce it again? Sorry, uh, Mahak, Mahak, Mahakal. Mahakal. M a h a k a a l builders. Triple W Mahakal builders. Ca info at Mahakal builders. Ca and on Instagram it's Mahakal builders. Ready for this, man? Yes. Let's see if I'm going to pass. What is your pass? It's, you already got pass grade. What is your favorite construction word? What the fuck? What's your least favorite construction word? Least favorite construction word is this is going to be extra. <laughs> what turns you on in construction? Fine details. What turns you Exterior on? Exterior fine details. Exterior? Exterior? More than interior? More than interiors. Because I want to be a net zero builder, right? Yeah. I want to be a high performance builder, right? So, so I, when I saw those things, when someone is doing very nice flashing, all those things, making it airtight, air seal, I love it. It turns me on. I even get a boner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what turns you off in construction? Shitty work. Yeah. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, it's, a, it's a Hindi word. Let's uh, hear it. Banchod. Uh, Banchot? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's called motherfucker, sister fucker. Not sister fucker. <laughs> yeah, sister fucker. <laughs> but it's most common. That's, almost, that's almost harsher than motherfucker. <laughs> yes, I don't understand yeah. why, but that just. But it's the most common word back in India, right? Ba- ba- most bantra. Banchot. Banchot. Yeah. Okay, I always want to learn. What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Uh, my favorite vehicle in the entire world is some beefed up G wagons. G wagons. Uh, least favorite vehicle in the entire world. Least favorite vehicle is, I guess, uh, Kia Soul. 
I hate that. And their advertising sucks with that stupid hamster bullshit. I hate that. I can't stand that. Uh, What construction sound or noise do you love? I love when we back butter a tile. That sound of the scraping? Yes. I hate it at the same time. Sometimes I don't feel like it. Because the tile gets heavier and heavier. Yes, but but I, I love that. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Bang, dropping something on floor. Finished floor? Any floor? Uh, finished floor. But any sure. object. But dropping a tool, let's say. I always did this thing where I wouldn't drop the tool or I drop. I was just too lazy to kind of bend down and, and put it on the floor. Yeah. I would lift up my leg and let it, it hit, drop on the hit leg. my toe. Like yeah. my, my st- That's my how st- I do it. And then it kind of cascades down. <laughs> Easily. Easily, yeah. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Other than my own, I want to be a car mechanic. Because I love old school cars. I have this 1975 Cadillac that I'm working on. It, it drives. Which Cadillac? A Deval. You got a Deval? Yeah, 1975. I posted it still, uh, on the page. Yeah, it still has the fins on it. What color is it right now? A matte black. And with the rough rooftop. How is it in like the condition? The interior is good? Very nice. It had original miles, 2,700. That's it? That's it. Old guy was driving it. Yes, and the power seat works, power windows works. What? Yes, sir. 75. It's loud as hell. And it's probably longer than your van and trailer put together. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) What profession would you not like to do? Any IT or desk job. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Congratulations, you made it. <laughs> Christian, thank you so much, man, for being on the show. Really appreciate you being on the show. I man. love it here. I know you were nervous at the first, and you're like, ah, my English is not that good. Your English is perfect, man. It's I fine. learned it, yeah. Nah, it's <laughs> fine. Everybody, ma- maha- Mahaka. Mahakal. Mahakal uh, Builders, www.mahakabuilders.ca, info at mahakabuilders.ca, and then on Instagram, mahaka.builders. All the best to you, bro. Honestly, Thank man. You so much. Thank Just stay you in so touch. Much. Drop me an email all the time and, and whatever. Yeah. I, I love seeing the work that you're doing. So next year when you start planning that, that 10,000 square foot cottage, I want to see yeah. it, man. I want to be there every day. I'm, I'm excited. How are I'm you going to commute from, uh, from there? To I'm going to get a house there, uh, you know, a rental. But what about the jobs that are going on here? I can manage. Yeah. I, I, I love driving. Yeah. First thing first. Yeah. Well, so let's say if I have uh, some rental properties that's going down here. I have my boys, which are very nice. I can, I can, you know, I can leave them on a job for five days. I can go there six day and see what they did wrong, and I can get them changed, right? But most of the time, what happens is, I didn't find anything wrong. Good for you, man. All right, thank you so much, bro. Appreciate it, Angelina. We out of here. Thank you.